Yeah, yeah, good, good. We're good, we're good. I'm gonna make you listen to something at one point. Ooh. Yeah. Don't Sorry. look. Didn't I just say that? Okay. I was drawn to it because uh, that's what I was just talking about, Burke. She peaked, so now she knows what the murder is. I actually don't know what the murder is because I'm trying to think of murders in that region. I cannot think of one. Okay, perfect. Um, oh, I wanted to say that I, before before we started, I meant to tell you that my mom was really mad at me. Or not mad at me, but she was, my mom called me out for how high I was on the last episode. Really? <laughs> Oh, you didn't. You haven't heard it. It was, it was Helene and I. It was like the most recent one was short, but the one uh-huh. before that was like almost two hours long, and it was just a bunch of side tangents. And I think I said at least three times how high I was, which to be fair, I was. Yeah. That wasn't the plan. When I was editing, there were so many just gaps of time <laughs> because I would say something, and then Helene would take like ten minutes to process <laughs> what I said, and then she would say something. And I would just sit there until I worked out what the words meant in my head. So they were just like like minutes of silence oh in between God. statements. I love it. Also, Helene is like the best and worst person to go down side tan- tangents with. Oh, Because yeah. like sober, she has so many. And she like, not only does she have so many and that they're interesting, a lot of people when they go down side tan- tangents, Jesus Christ. This is just because I can't pronounce words. I'm weird mouth, not because... I'm high yet. Um, anyways, a lot of people go down these side tangents, like I'm doing right now, and you're like, wow, this is really boring, so you stop talking. But Helene's are interesting, and she, like, encourages you to bring out your own. Mm-hmm. Like. Which, if you listen to that episode, that's exactly what we did. That's from, like, we went on a, a, like, Trump tangent for, like, Ooh. 20 minutes. We, that's like, gave a speech. Look, anyone listening to us, like, I'm assuming believes in equal rights. I like, sure and, so. uh, gonna... but, but we still gave our listeners like a 30 minute lecture about why people matter. <laughs> Maybe they didn't know. Maybe they're the type that say they believe in, like when guys say that they're feminists on dating apps. Mm. And it's... The absolute worst. Even if you were a feminist, the fact that you put it on a dating app as like one of the seven things to define, that defines you. It feels, like... it feels performative. It's so performative. Like, I don't know if you actually give a shit about women's rights or anyone's rights, but you've seen that it's popular right now. Yeah. Just the same way that people have dogs in their pictures or they yeah. just, anything they know women will like. And then they're like, oh yeah, I've never had a dog in my life. I yeah. hate animals. And you're like, fuck you, man. They that, tell was you a, about- that was a misleading ad. You can learn about makeup. At least if you have common sense, you understand my eyes yeah. are just shimmery purple all the time. That's actually a really good idea, and also I want to tell you quickly about Seamus. One of the very few things I liked about Seamus was his friend Brandon, and he had these two giant dogs. They were German Shepherds, and they were brothers, and then one of them died, and then he had a Husky and a German Shepherd, which are like the ultimate dogs to pick up girls, in my opinion, because they were huge, and he would take them everywhere, everywhere we went, every bar, restaurant, so all these girls thought that he like had these amazing dogs, which he did actually have the dogs, but when we got home we lived with him for a minute, he would, like, walk him outside. Like, they got no attention. I was the only one that walked him if there weren't, like, girls to be had, which dogs, like, enjoy going to bars, but it's not, like, running. Yeah. And I was like, you are the biggest fucking liar. You're- That's even worse. Yeah. Because at least these stupid guys are just posting pictures with their friends' dogs. Right? Oh, and hi, this is High Crime, and this is Jamie. Oh, shit. Yeah. Hi, I'm Kayla. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. My mom's yeah. gonna yell at me. <laughs> Maggie? Look- Maggie, right? Oh my, she loves when you talk to her. Okay, Maggie, listen, Kayla's had a rough week. 
I have had a rough week. Kayla had a rough Monday and Tuesday that got much better <laughs> on Wednesday <laughs> and Thursday. And now this is going to be the highlight of her week because yeah. I'm here. I feel like I haven't seen you in a while. It's been a minute. I've had a lot of family in town. Was the minute, though? Like, was it a week? Was last mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Well, I didn't see you last weekend because my family was in town. I don't think you No, I just... Them. Thursday. The work party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's how fun the work party was. She forgot she was there. That's it. How could I forget the last time I've had sex? <laughs> and probably the most... Like, probably the only time I've had sex in the last, like, three months. And it was with him. Yeah. A self-proclaimed dick. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I do. It's my go-to. Yep, that's true. But, um, anyways, Maggie, Kayla's had a rough time. <laughs> so. And we're sorry Helene can't be here. That was oh, my yeah. bad. Because I requested to be sober to pick up my cousin from there. Yeah. <laughs> she was pushing for a late starting time and i mean look we just had a bunch of helene episodes jamie's back hopefully the next one we do will be all three of us that would be be awesome and that is the goal you Um, know what that we'll never have is just helene and me because i feel like we can't get our (laughs) shit together enough to like actually go through whatever it takes to record besides talking and being high yep so i'm never get that (laughs) (laughs) sorry guys you were gonna tell me about your date Oh, yeah. I went on a date with this person who I creeped on, as Kayla knows, like months ahead of time. And um, yeah, it's weird. We went on a date and it was, oh, it was to this really cool hotel called like the Freelands. Have you heard of that downtown? No. I don't know. It was like, okay, I wanted to go because they have a pool on the roof. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at their thing. It's like a hotel slash hostel. And then I was looking at their like pool and it was like hotel guests get like first um, choice at like lawn chairs. But if there are no hotel guests there, it's like first come first serve. And I was like, wait, what? For the pool? And then I couldn't find like an admission that you pay for the pool. So I think it's really that you like go and as long as you order a drink, you get a swim on the rooftop pool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I um, actually, I, I went to one of those downtown, oh and here's a fun relationship milestone. It was on a date with Emmanuel, wow. and that was where I met his ex girlfriend, who at the time I thought was his sister. Oh. Found out two weeks later it was his ex girlfriend, so that's cool. But yeah, we were at, I remember that we were there because. This little girl jumped out of the pool and ran over to him, and I was like, "You know her?" <laughs> um, this is probably the same hotel. Yeah, it could there's have been, only one rooftop downtown. hotel. Yeah. Um, no, LA is obsessed with rooftops. I'm obsessed with rooftops. I'm obsessed with pools. Have we been to Perch? No. Okay, we have. You know where Perch. else I want to go? Where? And I know no one wants to go there, but I feel like I have to go there. Can you guess? What's oh. something in LA that like? That's kind of like the worst thing you can ask someone to do besides going to LAX. The bungalow? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to the bungalow. <laughs> I just have to go once. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. Look, you know what? Things happen at the bungalow because you have to get in line at like 5 p.m. So all of a sudden it's 7 and it feels like you've been drinking for seven years. <laughs> I, I, I think... I had like three or four new numbers that night. I was just there for a friend's birthday. Yeah. And uh, then I went back to the bar and I got someone's number, but, or 
I, I clearly was trying to get someone's yeah. number, but I texted myself. Oh, I've so done I done that before. I literally texted myself, like, hey, this is Kayla. Or, like, I, like, noted yeah. it. And then in the body of the text, I was like, remember Josh from the bar. Or, like, yeah. I mean, I don't think I'd be talking to Josh, but whoever it was. And I was like, yep, that's just my number. <laughs> I texted someone from someone's phone I texted to myself that said it's Jamie <laughs> and then they like ended up texting me the next morning but I never like had the like balls to ask them who they like what their name was and then we never went on a date because of that yeah but I was like of course I'm drunk me is like it's gonna be great to wake up to hey it's yourself <laughs> from a different number <laughs> it promises that you talked to a boy last night oh my god yeah, no, I feel I, bet I got we, I bet we've all been there. We've all been there. I got really upset when I found out the bungalow wasn't two story. Yeah, yeah, that's it's just that one. really takes it down a notch. It's funny because it's like very you know Santa Monica and mm-hmm. it's like ritzier and blah blah blah. But like it's kind of like your like friend's shitty house on the beach. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just like a really open rancher which with a bunch of like uncomfortable furniture and then like a shit ton of decor like little like signs that light up or mm. say like love or like home is where blah, blah, like kitschy stuff yeah so it's like I don't know what the deal is with it that's rough I always park there when I go to Santa Monica so like, oh really the beach. yeah that's like now where I park so I always like park above rather than below there's like the bluffs or whatever and then if you park down below you have to pay mm-hmm. but if you park above it's like meters and like half the meters someone's come by and just busted the top off that like LA has or I guess <laughs> Santa Monica hasn't fixed so if you get one of those meters you can't pay the meter it's yeah. perfect um and there's one outside the bungalow and that's how I'm always able to remember because as the sun sets I find the little twinkling lights calling my name mm-hmm. but it's always when I'm like drunk and I mean look the, if you're oh wait you're you're coming to yeah okay because I was gonna say look if you're free tomorrow we can go at 5 p.m and yeah I want to go at like 5 p.m on a Tuesday okay we can do that yeah it'd be good for us to leave going opposite of traffic perfect so that's what we're doing next Tuesday okay that's all I got okay I'm ready for a murder all right I wonder um, where it is <laughs> Okay, so I used a bunch of different resources for this research, and this will all be in the episode notes. I don't feel like reading every detail about it, but just so you know, I have stuff from Investigation Discovery, the Los Angeles Times, ABC News, Rolling Stone, and I listened to a two-part series, an excellent two-part series from the last podcast on the left. So if any of this sounds familiar, it is. Did you listen to both parts? I did. Wow. Good job. Yeah. They're entertaining. They are. They've grown on me. It's really funny because I really didn't like them at first. And now I'm like, I love them. And even like Henry, like really annoyed me. Mm. Which is the one that always like basically is the one that's like reading the story. Marcus. Okay. He's my favorite. Yeah, he's my favorite. Because he's like the scrawny and he's like goth little nerd. Yeah. That's literally, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, I find him adorable and even though he's like super weird. Yeah. Um, but I think, oh my God, Ben, I'm like, how am I forgetting the other one? Kissinger, right? Kissel. 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 <laughs> ben Kissinger is the, um, person in the Watergate scandal of Nixon's era. Oh, it is him. He's still alive and he has a podcast. Ben Kissel has a podcast? What? <laughs> you know that? Wait. Hold on, I'm confused. What did you just say? What are you making a joke that I'm yeah. not getting? Oh fuck. 
Wait, who did you think I was talking about? Ben, the actual Ben Kissel. Who do you think that is? He's the guy that was in Watergate. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. That is what I said. But oh, I was kidding. You're making I said, a joke. I said he's still alive and he has a podcast. Gotcha. And I got really excited and didn't realize I know, and I was joke. really confused because I'm like, he really isn't still alive. <laughs> I don't know. Bob Woodward's still alive. Although he was, like, funny when that happened. Whatever. Well, There's your political background. Okay. Ben Kissinger. Oh, Ben Kissinger is God damn it. Kissel is the one. That's why I was even more confused. Because it really is Ben Kissel. And oh I'm like, God. yeah, of course he is a podcast. He's on Last Podcast on the Left. Take it all out. I think he has like a bunch of podcasts. He does. Um, he has a oh. They probably know who Richard Nixon's people were. Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to say, I think I like his voice the most. Yeah, it's a very deep. Um, it, like, it's a very attractive voice. And finding out that he's like, what, like 6'5 or some shit? Seven. Yeah. But it, that that's voice bananas to me. That's more like, than a foot taller than me. Oh, yeah. That that's almost crazy. two feet taller than me. <laughs> I remember this one time I went to get a picture with the basketball player that played at Syracuse. And I forget what his name was. And if my mom ever listens to this podcast, she'll know it and she'll laugh at the story because she <laughs> thinks it's hilarious. But we were getting pictures and I was like standing in front of him and I like ducked down. And he was seriously like 6'9. And I'm 5'2", and then he, like, tapped me on the shoulder, and he was, like, in this, like, scary, deep voice. He's like, you don't have to duck down, you know? And I was like, ah! But I was also like, of course. <laughs> of course I don't. Like, why would I be like, oh, sorry, I hope you can see behind me. Oh, my God. Oh. <sighs> we are. Okay, I'm sorry. So that's, that's where we are right now. Last podcast on Let's Cover This. Nelly Times. Love them. They have free co- crosswords on their website. Yeah, you know what? They don't have free articles. Oh, yeah. Just really hard when all you do is like research stuff all day. Yeah, and it's really easy when all you do is crossword all day. Yeah. Which is very accurate. Okay. Oh, okay. So there's a reason I'm doing this. It's timely. I mean, it could have been better time because it's the 23rd right now. Mm-hmm. But look, I'm only three days off. Okay. So this is an anniversary. <gasps> That's perfect because. Okay. Why is it perfect? Because this is my one year anniversary of being oh, in right! LA. Yay! Two this, days ago. This is, and if you're off by two days, it's probably the same day. Holy oh fuck. Oh my god. Okay. Um, this is not a happy anniversary. <laughs> I mean, it's mine? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Um, do you know what it is? No. Oh, really? No, I have no idea. Can okay. I guess? I know it's yeah. in Beverly Hills, right? Yeah. Is it the guy that was the voice on The Simpsons that got killed at Buka de Um, <laughs> Is that an actor? No. Oh. Then no, I definitely don't know what it is. You do know. It's two people. Is it Sharon Tate? Did Who's she die in, person? in L.A.? And Roman Polanski? Did Sharon Tate die in L.A.? Is that what you just said? Yeah. Yeah, she, that was the fucking catalyst of the entire well, I Manson thing. I don't know if it was in L.A. or San Francisco, because I, for some reason, thought he was in San Francisco. No, in Seattle Drive. It's like, you can, like, go see it. Oh, my God. Was it this murder? No, we already talked. Well, we didn't cover Manson, but... Oh, you weren't on that episode. Oh, okay. Oh, no, because when it was there, that anniversary, um, Helene and I did, I did not have time that week to research. I want to do a good job when I do Manson. Well, yeah. Um, so we, I just, like, I mentioned it, but we didn't talk about it because I'm like, I everyone's going to be doing him right now. Yeah, because of the movie. I don't want to be, if 8 million podcasts are doing it, I don't yeah. want to be the one that didn't research it at all. Also, I find Manson very boring, so... I'm not going to be super excited when we do that. All right. That's fair. Just, just a heads up. No, that's really fair. That's how I feel about BTK. 
Mm, I just, yeah. like, and he, it just, like, makes me so mad because he's so smug that he got away with it for so long. Yeah. Even though it was because the police work was shoddy. Like, sorry, not all police are awful, but, like, they didn't know what they were doing. Like, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't because he was great, yeah, it's not but he thinks he's so great, and he's such a fucking wet blanket. Actually, I really love Morbid is doing a series on him right now, and mm. Elena, like, hates him, and it is so, like, vindicating for me yeah, because yeah. I'm like, that's how I feel when I listen to podcasts or when I watch documentaries about him. I'm like, he's such a fucking nerd, but, yeah. like, not in a good way. He's such a loser, but because things were so chaotic at that time, he gets away with it. Himself. I mean, he thinks he's so cool. Do you know, do you remember why he's caught? Uh-uh. So he, like, he was all about the attention. So he would, like, write kind of like Zodiac did. He'd mm-hmm. write, like, the papers and stuff. And uh, he was messaging. It was like he had been. He, dormant. Yeah. He'd yeah. been dormant for, like, 20 years, 25 years or something. Yeah. Well, he fucking is talking to the police and the papers. And he's like, would you, if I, like, give you this, if I give you a floppy disk, can you trace where the files came from? And they were like, No. And then they traced where the files came oh from. Oh, my lord. Like, that's how stupid he is. Um, also a floppy disk. Yeah, I know, right? God. Uh, but, yeah, so, like, he, whatever, he's a stupid nerd. Okay. but Not um, him. Not Sharon Tate. Not Charles Manson. No, it's two people. Oh, it's two people that killed someone? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. The Menendez brothers. Oh. <laughs> so, the. For some reason, I always think that takes place in Vegas. No, it was, yeah, it was yeah. in L.A. Okay, all right. Um, actually, Beverly Hills. <laughs> That's right. Um, and this, the anniversary is, so the, they killed their parents on August 20th, 1989. So there's a, there's been a ton of stuff online lately because it's yeah. the anniversary. Right. So I was like, you know what? Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's talk about it. I'm down. Okay. Well, this is an interesting, as I recall, an interesting. They're young. Well, we'll we'll figure it. Yeah, out. it uh, it definitely is interesting. There's a lot going on. Um, so here we go. Okay. Eric and Lyle Menendez fatally shot their parents. Oh, sorry, his name's Lyle, like Kyle. Mm-hmm. Never knew that. Yep. Go on. Sorry. Yeah, it's Lyle, and then it's Eric, but it's E R I K. Oh, I like that. I hate that. The only one I don't like is um E R I C K. Like well, you're that's being just unnecessary. Extra. You're you straight up actually being extra. Like, if your last name's Nap and you spell it K-N-A-P-P. Get over yourself. Yeah. Fuck off, first boyfriend. And same with, like, Megan. That's, like, M-E-G-H-A-N. Yeah, yeah. Why? You just want to try to be fancy? Yeah. Let me tell you, if my mom named me K-A-Y-L-A-H, I'd have been real pissed. And I would have dropped <gasps> Oh, my God. Me. You have a client. She spells her name J-A-Y-I-M-E. <gasps> what the fuck is that? <gasps> Jamie, yeah. What the fuck? You can't just no. That's I always wanted to spell my name with a Y. I would not think about putting it in the fucking middle of my name. No, and or if you're gonna do Y, you do J A Y M E. Yeah, yeah. And then maybe some people would think it's Jane. That's the fun of it. They fatally shot their parents, Jose. He was 45, and Kitty. She was 47, at their Beverly Hills mansion on. August 20th, 1989. Not the one I'm thinking of. So I'm even more excited. Yay, okay. This is like one of those that I do, there's a couple murders I do this with and I forget what they are, but it's where I think it's this one because I know it's, oh, the Menendez. Yeah. It's not. (laughs) Okay, cool. Well, you're going to learn. This is perfect. This is the one I always think. It's how I say like Pacific Palisades. 
when it's actually Pacific. No, I think. Oh, so what do I say? I say Pacific. Fuck, it's not gonna. Anyways, I don't remember, but I know what you're talking about. Um, okay, so at the time, Eric was 18. Okay. And Lyle was 21. Okay, yeah. Their parents were shot over 12 times, and one shot basically decapitated Jose. And the other one, so Kitty used to be a beauty queen, it blew off her eye and her nose. That's because it was so close and so... Wow. What does that have to do with her being a beauty queen? Well, just because she had a pretty face. Oh, okay. (laughs) And Jose was that guy in um, Beauty and the Beast that ties the bell around his neck and then they're like no one's neck is as thick as Gaston. <laughs> he was that guy. So Jose had a beautiful neck. Okay. That so was decapitated. Oh right. Okay. Alright. Um <laughs> you said you are in commentary. <laughs> I did say that. So yes, yes, yes. Uh Lyle and Eric claimed they found their parents massacred when they came home from the movies. Lyle even hired a bodyguard who later testified that his parents were murdered by either the cartel or the mob, and he was <laughs> in fear for his life. Lyle and Eric also told police that their father, who was a wealthy and powerful entertainment executive, had many enemies. And then uh, it was reported that, like, L.A. Times even, like, they reported that it was a gangland-style oh murder. And that it could have been mob-related, and it was intended to send a message. Oh, my goodness. Um, but it looked... Also, I love that it's mob or cartel. Like, someone was like, who commits crimes? <laughs> and someone else was like, I think these two people do. And these people only. And these people only. And these people have completely different styles and are on opposite sides of the country. Yep. But yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely them. them. Actually working together. It was probably the Medellin cartel. They probably yeah. came to Beverly Hills mm-hmm. to kill two white people. Absolutely. Actually, wait, that's not right. He's Cuban. Menendez. I was Menendez <laughs> doesn't sound like a white name, but Lyle sure as fuck does. So yeah. way to go, making sure that he was white. He, uh, being rich was like a very, very important thing to this, to actually everyone in this family. Yeah. Um, but even like the untrained eye, like, we just watch a lot of true crime docs, but yeah. like hearing, like the fact that, like I said, he blew off her eye. Like hearing, like yeah. twelve shots. Right. Oh, the reason that it was that they bought the mob thing was because after they were dead, they or after they like did all the major kill shots, they mm-hmm. also shot them in their kneecaps because they probably watched a freaking mob movie. And we're like, this we're is like, what we do. At some but the sad thing is that it, people bought that. For a while. Yeah, it looked way more like a kill of passion, which it was. Just rich people. Now I'm going to give you a little bit of background and remind myself that he is Cuban. Cuban. Okay. Jose Menendez emigrated to the U.S. at 16. He married Kitty at 19. Okay. Really young. Wait, I'm sorry. You told me this. 99 is when this happened? 89. 89. Okay. So he started work as a dishwasher at 21 Club in Manhattan. Okay. He eventually uh, moved on to jobs at RCA. He worked up the ladder, and he actually is responsible for signing acts like the Eurythmics and Duran Duran. Wow. Yeah. He's more uh, famous, I guess, than I realized. So he uh, left RCA and went on to become the executive vice president at the indie film company Caracco Pictures. Which they made uh, the first two Rambo movies, Total Recall and Terminator 2. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he, like, 
He was he's a big very, deal. Yeah. I've never seen the Terminators, but I hear the second one's the better one. Okay. Yeah. I've definitely seen them, but I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, okay. Uh, to give you an idea of how, just how rich and successful this family was, so remember, mm-hmm. he, like, moved here with nothing. Yeah. They ended up, so they were in Manhattan. They moved to California, and they buy a $5 million home. That was previously owned by Elton fucking John. So, like, they're moving up in the they world. They are moving like, up. Like, for sure. Also, Elton John is, like, I love Elton John. He is so extra. You know oh, that's yeah. not, like... I found Steve Nash's house yesterday. Or last weekend, I mean, rather. And I was, like, kind of impressed with it. I was like, where you go, Steve Nash? Like, it was huge. It's Manhattan Beach. But it's not, like, godly. Yeah. You know? And I was like, you know, you have, like, five kids. This is, like, good. Yeah. Elton John's house, it's not no, like he he's is, trying to pension save. No, no, no. He is very opulent. Yeah. Which is what, I mean, that, this he is He sleeps that, in a nightcap. Did you listen to that episode of My Favorite Murder? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> a um, nightcap. <laughs> I loved that episode. It, it was basically, like, straight-up Gatsby shit, where it's, like, there's the, you know, West Egg and East Egg, and it's, like, the old money, new yeah, money. Yeah. The old money is, like, classy, and the new money is, like, trashy, and the yeah. old money, people don't like them. That's basically what the Menendezes were. Like, apparently their living room was, like, insanely tacky, and it mm. just was, like, it was very just, much, like, like... we have money. Yeah. It was just, like, a power, like... Yeah. Yeah. And, okay, so he worked at Corelco, and some people say that... After he died, people were devastated by his mm-hmm. death. Other people said he was an asshole. And, I mean, seeing how quickly he was able to move all the way up from, like, a dishwasher yeah. to, a, like, whatever he was. Yeah. On last podcast podcast on the left, the way they put it was those who worked with Jose loved him. Mm-hmm. Those who worked for Jose hated him to the point where... After he died, many people said it was probably one of his employees that killed him. Wow. Which is, like, that's dark. Also, that is exactly, like, the fact that, like, what you said, like, okay, he was a dishwasher that worked his way up, and then to describe him as an asshole and also someone that people like, like, that makes sense. Like, you're an asshole because you're, like, struggling up the, like, trying to climb that ladder, and you're also good at it. Yeah. So you were obviously, like, able to be well-liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, Yeah, so, like, the higher-ups loved him, but, like... There were some disruptions. And that's not how you run a business. No. As I told Kayla, I told you last week, there are three things you need. Yep, you This did. is, this is um, for any of the, well, working in the air conditioning business out there, <laughs> listening to our podcast, here are the three things you need to run a business. You need a good idea. You need capital. That's money. Some. You don't need a lot, but you need some. And you need to have the best employees and treat them as such. Boom. Yep. No, it's true. If your employees are happy, everything goes around. Yep, because people are, like, they're working because they want to, and they feel they can be, like, creative and Genuine. Yeah. Uh, No, you're good. So he was a textbook workaholic, which makes sense. I mean, that's how you, You especially in the entertainment industry, like, you don't rise up if you're not, like, working your ass off. Especially, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, well, okay, this was the 80s, but I was going to say, now, like, Everyone's afraid to, like, take a day off. Yeah. It's, like, well, and so also him being, like, an outsider and being from Cuba, which I'm sure was, like... Yeah, I'm sure that was hard. So you really got to work your ass off. Yeah. Quote-unquote, prove yourself. Yeah. But, uh, so on last podcast, they were saying that, like, he had no problem, like, just being that, like, awful manager, just, like, crushing people's yeah. spirit. Got excited about, you know, Christmas time so he could try to withhold bonuses from people. Just, like, not a great guy if you're 
under him. Also, speaking of under him, <laughs> he had a mistress oh. for eight years. <laughs> I love that transition. Thank you. Um, and in addition to all, all, having a mistress for eight years, he also had like on and off girlfriends. Sure. Um, he was the first open marriage. And his we, wife just didn't know it. Yeah. I, I have some friends that are getting married, but I think that's the situation. Shout out to you guys. Uh, <laughs> so the affair, like, destroyed Kitty. Like, she just was upset but stayed with it. Yeah. When did she well, know? she just, lo- I, I forget it and write yeah. it down. Okay. But uh, she just was so in love with him. Like, uh, he was her life. So, and yeah, like I said, it was very new money. With that level of success, uh, you know, like we said, having been an immigrant who started off with nothing, it's, like, really impressive, and obviously you have to have worked really hard mm-hmm. for that. So someone like that, with that much drive, it's, like, not hard to imagine they'd be tough on their kids. Yeah. You know, especially being an immigrant, coming from somewhere else and completely building yourself up, mm-hmm. you're not going to want, because you're rich, but you don't want your kids to be, like, lazy and useless. Yeah. So he demanded success in school, and also they played tennis, and he demanded success, like, to the point where, I don't remember also, which like, son. tennis, the widest sport. Right. Besides golf. Yeah. One of the kids was, like, out just, like, on the lawn playing soccer with, like, neighborhood kids, mm-hmm. and he, like, ran out and, like, eviscerated him because he was using free time to do anything other than train for the sport that he had chosen. Oh, my Which is, Lord. like, okay, he was a kid that's really intense. That's extremely intense. And unfortunately, that's not it. He also, um, so they went to Dr. Ozeal. He was their uh, psychiatrist. Oh, my gosh. And um, he worked out a deal with the psychiatrist so that he could pay him, and then he could tell him what the boys are talking about and then, like, use that. Dude, can I tell you a sidebar that's actually yeah. really great? My mom... So my grandpa, the same one that taught you all just how to be successful in business, um, he wrote in a diary every single day till the day he died. He died at 100. So, like, there's a lot of diaries. And he kept them all, which I think kind of mammoth, like, to read them. Because, mm-hmm. like, why wouldn't you have it and you will destroy them? Anyways, I haven't gone back through them yet, but my mom has. And when my mom – so my mom got really, really sick when she was growing up. And then, again, when she was in college, to the point where she was in the hospital for a year. And so she had to go – she was, like, mandated because she was, like, so sick to go to a psychiatrist because they were, like, you're going to, you know, whatever. Anyway, exact same thing, except for he didn't get paid. My granddad would just go after the psychiatry appointments and, like, talk to the psychiatrist, and he would just tell him. <gasps> and this went on until, like – because my mom was in the hospital when she was 21. So, like, Holy it started shit. when she was younger, yeah. but, like, and he would just, like, tell him. And, like, and then it's, like, my de- granddad's commentary on my <gasps> mom's issues. Oh, no. And there's, like, totally one, and I love my granddad, but there's, like, totally one part where it's, like, something, something, something. Like, Susie doesn't feel like she has a lot of friends or whatever. And then it's something along the lines of, like, well, she does have, like, bad skin. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He was fucking like three of his patients and eventually lost his license, but of course not before all this went down. Yeah. And so okay, so we have these two kids. They're yeah, their parents struggled, but they were born into fucking Elton John's house. Yeah. So like they haven't worked a day in their life. So as 
you know, rich spinach is, uh, if you didn't know, it's a combination of spoiled and teenage. Oh, I thought it was just one of those cool, like, vocabulary words I had. No, no, I really just mushed it together. Let's not talk about it. Spinach. (laughs) Like spinach, but it means spoiled teenage. Can you hear, like, the thing, like, oh, that girl says she smells just spinach. (laughs) I feel like that's what you say about spoiled rich white girl. Well, now we do. In New Mexico, was a adapt that into your language. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like they were brats, and they would cause trouble. I think Justin Bieber, when he was a teenager, like when you just fall into millions mm. of dollars, like they don't know what to do with themselves. Sure. So they just like try to rob a bunch of their neighbors, like their neighbors. They didn't even leave the block. Like you're an idiot. I mean, they, that is probably where a lot of the wealth in LA is. Yeah, but you can't like. You, the getaway is not optimal if you're there. You're still as a run down the, the street. <laughs> like, hold on. Close your eyes. <laughs> Count to 30. So to the point where, like, he would have to, like, bail them out of jail. And, of course, like, because he is so obsessed with success and wanting to, like, make something of himself, he would bail them out every time because he doesn't want that stain on their record. Right. Like, he wants them to do something. But he was getting really sick of their behavior. So he, so they had, like, a 14 million. Allowance? No. No. Oh. That was, like, their parents' work. Okay. Like, their leftover, like, you know, if they died, this is the evidence. Yeah. $14 million. And he adjusted the will because he just was like, I'm not just, like, giving them all this money mm. and they're just going to be bums and yeah. blow life. That's actually pretty smart. Yeah, except that they found out about it. And so after Lyle told a friend that after his parents died, he went onto the family computer and got rid of the updated will. Oh, my Lord. Which was then used as evidence in his case. Because fucking of course it was. Why would you tell someone that? That you did that. Also, don't have a will, have a trust. These guys are like really, we'll go into it. They're really fucking stupid. And really spoiled, as I said. Lyle got an Alfa Romeo to drive to Princeton and was upset because it wasn't a Porsche. First off, an Alfa Romeo is a little bit cooler. It's more fun to say. You were ahead of your time, Lyle. Secondly, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, he was, like, legitimately mad about that. And that will come back later. I just can't imagine being 18. With an Alfa Romeo. And being that spoiled. Oh, I know. Like, and the other one's 21, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I could see myself being that spoiled when I was, like, if I grew up that way or whatever, like, 14. Mm-hmm. I'd say, like, peak years are, like, 12 to, like, 16 is when you're going to be spoiled and you think you deserve the world. But, like, being 18, and especially being 21, like, I just... No, that's the problem with the world today is that that's how those people are. Like, do you remember my 16. sweet 16? Yes! Like, it's a bunch of absolute monsters. And they have, like, the rich kids of Beverly Hills. Like, these are people who have money for no... Or watch any YouTuber. Yeah. Like, these are people who have money young for no real reason like they don't have like i'm not shading every youtuber like there are people who have talent but you know who i'm talking about i'm not gonna say their names because their fans are intense Mm. but there are certain actually there's a lot more than one that i'm I'm even thinking of right now Mm -hmm. but there are certain especially white male youtubers who they don't create content they it's not like they're talking about Sorry. I only had to say his name because I went on a date with the guy that's directing his movie. Oh my god. Well, I have to delete that. The whole point was I didn't want to say his name. I'm sorry. Even though he's like the biggest scumbag in the world, people are fucking stand them and like defend them and I don't understand. Let's take a stand against Logan Paul. I'm ready. Million, they're millionaires and all they do is like, like have you tried to watch one of their videos? I had to yeah. watch one of Jake's the other day because I was doing something for work. 
Uh-huh. And I thought I was going to have a seizure. It like, it jumps around. Like he'll be like, Hey guys, I'm so hungover from that party last night. And then it cuts to a lightning bolt and then it cuts to them shooting hoops and then it cuts back and they're like driving dirt bikes and then it cuts back and it's like yeah I don't remember last night and then it like does something and I'm like what is happening and they're just walking around his stupid giant house like bigger than any one person needs and doing these horrible jump cuts and videos are like 15 minutes long ew it is just it is a very sorry state but so really serious about taking a stand against Logan Paul. I feel like we're, we're successful enough in this podcast. Mostly I think we don't have any listeners that actually support Logan Paul. I don't think so. I mean, out of the, what, 10 listeners? Yeah. Have? Does your mom support Logan Paul? Does my mom? My mom has no, no idea, idea who Logan Paul no. So, yeah, I think it's, what we, our audience, I think, is a, a couple of my friends. Does Krista like Logan Paul? A co-worker. Because she's young? I don't know. No. Okay. Absolutely So not. sorry, Krista, I would suggest that. Oh my god, no. Krista works her butt off for stuff. She That's does true. not like people who have stuff they don't deserve. Also, Logan, Logan Paul's director of his movie. We both, we went on a date. We each got a Jameson. It was like a nice bar in Studio City. We go to leave and he puts down a 20, okay? A Jameson minimum in LA is like 8 or $9 plus tax. And he like is putting away his wallet and walking away. Like he thinks that's going to include the tip. Because you said he's is producer or director? Director. He's a, he's a dick. Yep. Yeah. And then I had to pay for it, but I didn't have any cash, so then I put it all in my cart. Did you take that 20? I did take the okay. 20. Also, he lived in the apartment that Corey Heim died in. Anyway. <laughs> Princeton, Porsche. Oh, okay. literally have in my notes. Hmm. This is verbatim from my notes, and I was sober when I did this. And I was just about to say that entitlement is one of the many reasons I'm not super into white dudes, but I guess they were half Cuban. Um, I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah. Um, anyway, okay. Lyle, apparently, apparently Lyle, like, I mean, it's hard to feel bad for him because he was a dick and a murderer. I don't know. His name's Lyle. Like, well, apparently he, he had, like, a really hard time. Like, he, his hair, he, like, went bald at, like, 14. Yes, his name's he, Lyle. He, Are he you wore, kidding like, me? <laughs> Literally, I picture Niall from fucking Frasier that's younger. <laughs> his name is Lyle. Oh, my God. You're doing that kid no favor. No, no, no. For sure not. Um, he also wet the bed until he was 14. Oh. And he, I don't know if this is true, but this is what he said. He said that his mom would take the dirty sheets from when he wet the bed and put them on the kitchen table so that when the brothers yeah. ate, they had to eat around it. Yes, I do remember that aspect. That's so fucked up. And that doesn't, that literally just makes your kid wet the bed more. Yeah, it just makes, because it's scared. Yeah. Like, they get scared. It's, it's like, like if your dog goes to the bathroom in the house and you just like run over and yell at them, they don't understand what they're saying. They know that what they did was wrong. They don't know why. And so now they're not going to not poop in the house, but they're going to do so it like behind bad. your couch. Yeah. They're going to do it where you can't see it because they know like, oh, they'll hit me if I, if I do this. They mm-hmm. don't know. They're, you're not training them. Like, negative reinforcement just isn't a thing. It's not a thing. It never will be. We talk about it all the time. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. Uh, but, yeah, they were just – they were not super popular in school, which makes sense um, since they were such brats. But then also they were rich, but they probably went to a rich school. Yeah, they are probably – that's even worse because they're bottom tier of, like, top tier. Yeah. And that's, like, 
literally the worst place. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But it made me think of Steph from Pretty in Pink. Yeah, okay. Like, he's just, like, he's such a dick. And you're like, you have everything. Why are you such a sad, angry person? Yeah. Is that James Spader? Yeah, yeah. he's fantastic. I, I love, love James him. Spader. He is great, even though he plays dicks a lot. Except for in Boston Legal. I love great Boston show. Legal. That was such a good show. Such a good show. Too smart for the American public. Yeah, same with, like, um... Studio 60. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Broad City. Um, West Wing caught on barely. Uh, happy Endings. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it happens a lot. Okay, so yeah, so Lyle went to Princeton. He requested a single, which, like, you're a fucking freshman. Get the fuck out of here. But no, he's Lyle Menendez. So he threw a goddamn fit. Instead of just talking to, like, the RA or the office or even calling his parents, he took all of the stuff. Like, so he got there and there was a roommate. He just took all of his roommate stuff and just threw it out of the room. What a fucking dick. Yeah, and the RA was just, like, he just would, he would have this, like, unending attitude of just, like, I'm going to get whatever I want. What the fuck? Also, like, the poor kid that was his roommate that got into Princeton because he was brilliant and not because he had money and he was, like, actually from fucking wherever and gets so excited to go to college and it's his, like, first day and he's hoping to make friends. Yeah! Yeah, I mean, Lyle, like, Lyle was a dick. I mean, actually, he's still alive, so he's a fucking dick. They're still alive? I want to see what they look like. We'll get to it. Okay, yeah. No, I definitely... I did see pictures. Okay. Um, I'll give you an update on them a little bit. Okay. Cool. Um, so he goes to Princeton. He's a nightmare. So he gets kicked out. Luckily for everyone at Princeton, he gets kicked out for cheating on a Psych 101 lab. You're on a that, lab? Yeah. You're that fucking lazy? Like, why are you even there if you don't want to put even just the effort of showing up and not stealing someone else's paper? Oh, what? Right? Like, that's what we did. It's the lab. Yeah. It's like the time you play with Play-Doh. Yeah. Not actually. I'm sorry, psych people. But you know what I mean. Yeah, so. Wow. Yeah, he's a fucking idiot. Um, Meanwhile, so in this 1987, this is two years before the murders, Eric... And his tennis partner, Craig Signorelli, they went to a private cabin to work on a screenplay. It's <laughs> like, if that isn't the most fucking nauseating LA thing you've ever LA heard, rich person. these two rich guys are going to go to a cabin and write a screenplay. Gets better. The screenplay is called Friends. And it later became the hit show? Yes. No. No, it was a 66-page screenplay about, get ready for this, a man named... Hamilton Cromwell. That isn't the richest fucking name you've ever heard. Yes, yes. Hamilton Cromwell. Is he in modern day or are we set in the 1700s? I think modern day. Yikes. Okay. Yeah. So it's about Hamilton Cromwell who killed five people, beginning with his own parents, in order to get the family inheritance. Yikes. Which is kind of exactly what happened. Dude, that's like that other... two years earlier. Oh my gosh. That's like the guy that... Kill people in Canada that wrote a screenplay about killing, like being okay, the dancer. I love that story. Yeah, though. Mitchell Twitchell, Mark Twitchell, Mark yeah. Twitchell, because he's one of those guys where it's like he had this like badass, awesome plan. He yeah. thought, and really, you're like you're a fucking nerd. Yeah, like you are just a dork, and you don't know what you're doing. Actually, I mention him somewhere in here, but um, yeah, fucking yeah. idiot. Oh, but yeah, I, yeah. for some reason, I I listened to the Red Handed episode on that like mm-hmm. four times. I just find it so interesting. I love that one. It's great. Also, I was just thinking, like, 66 pages is, like, obviously the shortest screenplay ever. Yeah. But then I was thinking, like, how long was, like, what's that fucking movie with 
Casey um, Affleck and he's just under Affleck. Affleck, what did I call it? Affleck. Affleck. Casey Affleck, and he's just under a sheet the whole time. I, I like ghost or something. We I watched have, it. I didn't. Oh, I haven't seen a movie of his since all his stuff came it out. It was the worst. It's just him. He doesn't say a single thing. It's awful. And there's like he dies and he's married, and then his wife like sits on the ground, eats an entire pie, and cries. And then time keeps going backwards, and you keep, like, waiting to see what this note in the wall is. He does not say a single word. He just stands under his sheet. I don't know why he was cast at all. He has two little eyes, not even a mouth. Anyways, I was just thinking, how long was that screenplay? Because it oh, yeah, all takes place dialogue. in one house with no dialogue. All the changes is the scenery. Worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Easily. Oh. <laughs> so here's... I, I mentioned that Dexter Killer real quick because yeah. so I said um, it obviously sounds familiar because mm-hmm. that's what they did then. Yeah. Um, but they tried to claim that it was just creative writing. It's like big fucking coincidence. But then I was like, it's like the Dexter copycat killer. Don't keep a fucking journal. Yeah. Don't write a shitty screenplay. Don't if you're. I mean, don't kill people first and foremost. Yeah. But if you're going to kill them, don't keep a fucking minute by minute log about like, what, what you're you do. doing. You can't say it's creative writing after the fact. If it has you going to someone's house the night that someone was abducted, you're done. Also, like, I just love the idea of the opposite of that, of, like, because there's that problem with people that write memoirs, where it's, like, they find out, oh, it's not true. And they're, like, but it was such a good story. Like, I love the idea of it being, like, a backwards thing, where they're, like, no, it's a really bad story, so, like, it can't be true. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) That's great. Oh my god, yeah, so stupid. But they also, like, look for their simple teenage boy minds. They were planners. They bought, they went to San Diego, I'm pretty sure, to buy 12-gauge shotguns. After shooting their parents, they took the shotgun shells, they dropped the gun off somewhere off of Mulholland Drive, and then they- I drive Mulholland Drive every day. Yeah, me too. Then they threw the shotgun shells and their bloody clothes into a random dumpster at a gas station. Sure. Then they went to Century City. Mm-hmm. They bought tickets to a movie. I think it was one of the Batman movies. Uh, but they had no intention of seeing it. Tim Burton Batman movie came out in 89. Jesus, look at you. It's one of my favorite Batman movies. <laughs> Go on. Um, they, so they bought the tickets, but then they went to the Cheesecake Factory, which was their favorite restaurant. Can we just talk about how they are millionaires and their favorite fucking restaurant is the Cheesecake Factory? Also, I did not know that the Cheesecake Factory was around in 1989. Apparently it was. That's did they have $15 mozzarella sticks then? Like, dude. Where every single food item you got the amount of calories you're supposed to eat for an entire week. <laughs> so, yeah. So they went there and that was them securing your alibi. Now they've been at the theater. They have There's the like ticket stubs. There's what? just like still a very like I can picture the Cheesecake Factory in Century City, and mm-hmm. I'm wondering if it's like that's their that, claim that's to the fame. Oh, yeah. oh, that's and that's why it's like survived all these years. That's funny. That's interesting. Um. So okay. So they did all that, and then at 11:47 p.m. that same night, Lyle called 911, crying to report that someone had killed his parents. Are you ready to listen to the call? Yes, I love these. The- uh- What's the problem? What's the problem? What's the problem? I'm trying to kill my parents. Pardon me? What? Who? Are they still there? Yes. The people? Oh, no. Were they shot? 
probably because it's Beverly Hills, like, cops, and so they're not going to be like, oh, were they raped? Were they, like, uh, whatever, you know? They're like, are you shot? But she was shot in the face, and he was shot in the neck, so much so that he was decapitated, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, or almost decapitated. Yeah. She's shot in the face, her whole face. How the fuck would you know that was someone shot? If I came into a scene where someone's oh, head yeah. was almost, like, disconnected, and their entire face was gushing blood... I would think someone came in with, like, a sword and then, like, mauled yeah, their face. I wouldn't ass. think that they got shot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't, I, I would see the blood and you'd be so shocked you'd run out. Yeah. And all you'd want in the world would be someone who is not there in that situation to be telling you, like, it's okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, like I said, it's your lifeline. You're not going to hang up on them. And you're certainly not going to be like, gotta go. GTG. Go. Shut up, Eric. <laughs> But yeah, so not only did they not test them, but they didn't even hold a formal interview until over two months after the murders. She was fucking right. Because they were grief-stricken and they didn't want to, you know, upset them. Now, this is also, like, again, I know they're not white. Um, I don't want to be insensitive, but they were very much white passing. And they, it, they became kind of almost like a fetish for some, like, women were obsessed with them. Like, when they were arrested... I'm not going to lie, Kayla, Kayla has her screen in the background, and I've been staring at them the entire time, and I'm assuming it's Lyle, because he looks older, is gorgeous. This one? Yeah. He's terrifying. Love him. Yeah, Very we don't attractive. have the same type. We don't have the same type, but he no. looks like my type, which is a tall, skinny white boy with brown eyes and brown hair that looks like an asshole. That is my type. Oh, that's true. That's what I'm looking at right now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, people love them. Yeah. His brother um, looks kind of sad. Yeah. If that's his brother next to him, I I think it is, yeah. Okay, so yeah. So there, just remember I said they're too grief-stricken to talk to the cops. Right. Okay, within six months of their parents' deaths, the two of them together had spent a million dollars. A million dollars in the early 90s. That's insane. And uh, so Lyle, shocker, he went and bought a Porsche. He bought a $64,000 Porsche. God, back then. Yep. Then he dropped $300,000 on a down payment for a buffalo wing restaurant. Hold on. In Princeton, near the school that kicked him out. Does he have uh, experience in restaurant business at all? No. No, he doesn't. I was going to say that's the smartest move he did because he took the money and invested in it. So that he would even be, like, entitled to maybe, I don't know how that works financially, or legally, like, the, like, profits from that. If it was, like, I don't know how it works. Anyways, I was like, you know what? That's actually smart. Okay. No! Because it's by Princeton! That is, like, the dumbest, most obvious, like, I'm getting back at you, Princeton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's really stupid and petty, but that's who he was. Um... He also, oh, this was, like, a mean thing. Apparently, he wore, like, a really expensive hairpiece, and, like, Dominic Dunn, like, made so much fun of him. At 21? I told you, he had bald at 14. Oh, my God, right? Yeah. Oh, that's really rough. Okay, yeah. And uh, this is your husband that you're talking to. He's wearing his hairpiece right now? I guess. I mean, it's a really nice, I think. It, I mean, it's actually, I don't like the style. No, no, but no. But as, as far as looking it real, was, it's pretty good. It's pretty relievable. And this is, like, not a great quality video. I was going to say maybe that's helping him. Oh, right. I don't know. So Eric used some money for his tennis career. Now, he would play in, like, India or like like he he was like a lower level yeah. semi pro type mm-hmm. situation and he spent fifty thousand dollars a year on a coach. Okay, um, but here's where like coming back to his dad screaming, not saying that he deserves to be murdered, 
but like coming back to his dad screaming at him when he like was doing some sort of activity that wasn't the one that he chose mm-hmm. one it's like I have a, not again not killing but I can understand your dad's kind of a piece of shit yeah and two like how sad is it that your dad fucked you up so much like psychologically that even after he you kill him you're still like trying to yeah yeah, pursue his and i just want to clarify because i realized that probably sounded terrible i didn't say like he he was in india like oh he wasn't real like i wasn't trying to say india was like a bad country but it's just like he wasn't in any of like the wreck like french wimbledon yeah 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 he he was just doing like random competitions i think yeah india is not known for its tennis it's literally known for its cricket Right. Which is extremely similar to tennis. It's like tennis and baseball. But tennis. Okay. Yeah, it's more like baseball. I don't know. They wear tennis outfits. None anyway. Of the, none of these things really uh, affect my life, so I can just take your word for it. Okay. <laughs> they also... Oh, he spent $40,000 investing in, like, some concert event that was supposed to happen at the Palladium, but then he got, like, scammed by the guy he was working with, so that money was just basically garbage. And then um, they both bought fancy condos in Marina Del Rey, which is very bougie. I was going to say that Marina Del Rey was that bougie back then, that you'd leave Beverly Hills for Marina Del Rey. Mm-hmm. Well, it's closer to the water. That's true. And they all, oh, this is the best one. They bought matching $9,000 Rolexes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like Rolexes are still 9000 so maybe they've gone down in popularity. Maybe. I'm going to look into that. Okay. Um, matching. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like they're being very flamboyant with the money. Like they're not. They are showing I mean, the fact ther- that they grew up in Elton John's house. Yeah, retail therapy is a real thing, and I have spent money I didn't have just because I was like something bad happened. But like I've stolen clothes I can't afford because something bad happened. But like this feels more just like a shopping spree. Yeah. And which, because it was. But that wasn't the only thing. These dummies well, told people about it. Also, it's dumb because you said that they were worth, like, 14 or 11 million. Like, they've already spent, like, an X amount of, it's less than a year, right? Mm-hmm. Six already, months, a million. A million. So they're. That's not sustainable. Yeah, they're going to run out in five years. Mm-hmm. And they're, the only one that's investing is, like, doing it out of spite and probably doesn't give a shit. And it's. Like a chicken restaurant. Right. Like it's not like in Princeton. I mean, maybe it's on a call. I don't know. Yeah. But he didn't know what he was doing. And restaurant business is hard. It's very hard. Um, so uh, Lyle talked about stuff like how he told them that he like changed his parents' will. Like they both were like very braggadocious about it instead mm-hmm. of like, hey, I don't want to get caught. Right. So then Eric, because it seemed like it was a situation, I guess kind of folly ado ish. Okay, sure. And Lyle was the dominant one. Yeah. So Eric just kind of was like along for the ride. Mm-hmm. And well, not to say that he wasn't guilty of it, but he he was definitely the beta. Yeah. And well, and he was still living with his parents, I assume, if he's 18, or it's probably, well, I guess Lyle was too because he got dropped out, out or right. dropped out or whatever. Um, kicked out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Psych 101. Psych 101. But so I think Eric, it was kind of maybe weighing on him, or maybe he wanted to brag. I don't know. Yeah. But so he told his tennis partner, Craig, who he wrote friends with. Mm-hmm. They wrote Hamilton Cornwell yep. or whatever. Yep. Exactly that. Uh-huh. And uh, in 1989, he told everything to Ozeal, the Beverly Hills psychologist. The one that his dad had been oh. paying when he was alive, so that, that like crooked man. So Lyle was livid when he found out, and he tried to bully Ozeal into not telling the police. He, like, threatened to kill him. 
if if they no, told police. threaten him with money. <laughs> that's how you do it. If yeah. you actually have someone that's going to, which I highly doubt, especially this guy, but also in the 80s, I'm sure there wasn't. Well, there isn't anyways. If you're going to hurt, if you're harm to yourself or others, you're fucked. Yeah. So that's what I was wondering, because this will come up a couple times where I'm like, why was nothing done about this? But um, yeah, so he threatened he'd kill him. Ozeal like didn't even turn them in. It was someone else. So I'm like, like maybe it did it work. Hurts. I don't know. But it was his mistress, Judalon Smith, who, so like I said, he was like fucking like multiple patients. The dad's. Oh, the. This is a strength. Okay. So he, his mistress was the like. I don't know, receptionist or something. And so she was sitting in the waiting room and was recording their conversation. So she hears what, uh, you know, what they confess, has it on recording. Although even this person who, what do you have to stand to gain to not turn this in? But she took six months before she handed those tapes in. So I don't know. That's very strange. I wonder if she's just recording every single one of his sessions, like knowing he had rich, fucked no, up clients. No, I think he asked her to because I think uh, Eric might have said something okay. like sketchy okay. before. But uh, so seven months after their murder, Lyle was arrested. Okay. His brother turned himself in because he had been in, oh, in Israel at a tennis event. So then he just like turned himself in. Okay. And it took a bit of convincing, but eventually the California Supreme Court ruled the tapes were admissible. Which I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that either. Because I feel like, because if it is like future risk, I don't know that there's a risk that they're going to hurt someone else if they killed their parents for their well, inheritance. And-, and it's already happened. And it's the recordings that bother me. Well, It'd be one no, thing and, that's, and that was my thing. Testify, but exactly, he didn't right. at all. They used the recordings that were taped without so their permission. Exactly. And I realize different states have different rules, but like that's really sketchy. Uh-uh. If I found out my therapist was taping my sessions, also, and I don't know how this. Like maybe he was in his solo office or whatever. But when I used to go to therapy, I used to do intensive outpatient therapy, and so I'd see an individual and then I'd see a group and my individual therapist taught the group and we still had to do separate agreements like the exact same paperwork I signed I had to sign for the other class because we had separately say an individual as well as a group even though they're in the same fucking building like everything you say here yeah so that idea of like it's not even that you could like make the grounds of like well you walk into the office so then everything from then on there it's like no like how do you know what it's like defined as the office? And like, why? I, I don't understand why the tapes would be admissible. That's and that's the thing for me too. Like you said, if he came forward and was like, I felt like even I if she to, came forward, yeah, I felt like I needed to tell you because they they could be a danger. But using tapes that you record without someone's permission, like that's just a big no no. Yeah. That's like not okay. No, and don't I, record people if they don't know you're recording them. No. I don't care what position you are. I mean, I guess if you're like, I mean, I also you're like undercover or yeah, something. That's, that's kind like, of the point, but that's the only time. Yeah, and, and it's still shady. Also, if you think someone's gonna kill you and you want evidence of it afterwards, I don't know. How often do you think that's? I don't know. Because you think of like that Australian murder, like that girl. Oh my god, with the balcony. Yeah, yeah, and like he was recording it. Like that's shady. Yeah, why was he? Although because it was the. The, like, she was the victim, and he was recording it. Yeah. Also, was yeah. No, that's just weird. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, they were admissible, but it didn't matter. Uh, well, actually, I'm getting ahead of myself. So their trial was in 93. Okay. So my sister was born. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, 
they the both brothers testified. So eat so the brothers had separate juries. So it was like they had a completely trial. Okay. And but they both testified that the murders were in self defense because their parents uh, feared they would go public about the years of sexual abuse they had suffered. Right. Okay. They pulled a Casey Anthony, although I guess to be fair, Casey Anthony pulled oh, a Menendez. Yeah. They were first. But Lyle testified that both of his parents sexually assaulted him. He said that his father raped him, and he goes into a lot more detail than that. I'm not going to. Um, and he said that his father abused Eric as young as six years old. And that his mother would bathe him and make him get into bed with her when he was 13 and do stuff to him. So both parents they're coming after. That, and if this actually happened to them, I apologize. But the, like, probability of already we've established that she, like, worshipped this husband. Mm -hmm. So the probability of them having that power struggle difference and then both being molesters and both being the perpetrator. Like, I can see, again... So she like brought like or knew what was happening and didn't say something. Yeah. But like the idea of having two aggressive like child pedophiles in your life that get married, no. Yeah, it's pretty I mean there's Fred and Marie West. Oh, are those those British? Yeah. Things, yeah. Um they're a very odd case. There's a there's a lot of fucked up but stuff. But it's still like she kind of like is the one that's like subservient to him. Oh, for sure yeah. she is, yeah. But so now they had one cousin, Diane Vander Mullen, three separate words. Um, so she said she believed the boys. She said, I know they would never, ever have done what they did unless they felt they had no choice. She's like, of course you're going to say that if it's like your cousins and you don't so want them to get. 18 and 21, you do have, again, I understand you might not feel that way if you're a yeah. victim. It's hard for me to accept that, especially when you went to Princeton and lived across the country mm-hmm. that you had no choice. Um, and she said that in 1976, Lyle, um, so she apparently, like, she would stay with the family, like, okay. in the summer, and so when she was a teenager, um, she was making up the bed in the, like, the room she was sleeping in, there were two beds, and he asked to sleep in the bed next to her, uh-huh. and she said that he seemed, like, scared to sleep in his own bed, and he said it was because, like, his dad had been touching him, like, down there, which, like, what a fucking awful thing to say. Ah, so she yeah. told Kitty what he had said. And Kitty was, like, apparently livid. And, like, she said, by her demeanor, I could tell that she was not believing any of it. She went downstairs. Lyle had already gotten into the bed next to mine. She yanked him out of the uh, bed by his arm, took him back upstairs, and I never heard anything about it again. So, I mean, okay. is it possible? Yes. Absolutely. Do Did it actually happen to these specific men? I don't think so. And all the research I found, it did not. Like, it seems like it didn't. And, like, I am the first one to believe a victim, right. anyone who comes forward. But we'll get more into it. But there's just so much showing that this probably wasn't the case. Yeah. So, so yeah, no one could corroborate the story except for that one cousin. Um, and it, which is also weird to me because Eric had been seeing that therapist Mm -hmm. for, since he was a teenager, since he was, well, he was still a teenager, but like since he was young when he started causing trouble in the neighborhood. And if, if he feels like he can confess murder to him, you don't think he would talk about. Right. And like, maybe he wouldn't because I know it's really hard. It's really hard to, you know, whatever, but. The dad was like, I'm gonna pay you to keep this quiet. Or maybe he did uh, tell him, but the the guy didn't come forward, which, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know why that wouldn't be something you'd say. You know, I don't, client, 
attorney-client privilege isn't more important than like a child getting molested. So the prosecutor, Pamela Bosanich, sure. she said that the Menendez brothers prepared like four hours a day for two years for this trial. So in her oh. opinion, they had plenty of time to come up with this self-defense yeah. story. Um, so their first trial was in 93, like I said, and it was deadlocked. The jury couldn't come up with uh, a verdict. I'm so, okay. yep. So it's it actually ended up taking two trials and three juries to convict the Menendez brothers. That's really interesting that the prosecution kept pushing it. Yep. The trial was televised. The first one was. Okay. And it was one of the most watched media events of the era. Was they 93? Yep. And it's like a year before OJ, right? So they, uh, yeah, so the first trial was televised. They had two juries. So they had separate juries and yep. both juries were hung. Oh, wow. Yeah. So then they did the second trial. It started in August 1995. So this time the judge didn't allow cameras in the courtroom. And this time they only had one jury. Oh. So they downsized. Yeah. And they, and this new jury did not buy the claims of abuse. Okay. And they found the brothers guilty of first degree murder. They spared both of them, however, the death penalty and instead gave them two life terms in prison without the possibility of parole. So that was 95. Okay. So then a year later, the psychiatrist comes out and says that he, the counseling sessions he had with Eric, he was pressured by Leslie Abramson, who was the defense lawyer, to delete two dozen segments of his notes. But then he also said that, like, they didn't affect the case. <laughs> okay. Cool. Okay. Um, That's why you were pressured by an attorney. Exactly. Like, it just... There was so much, so much shady stuff happened. Um, so yeah, so like they have a second trial, they get convicted, they get sentenced. Now these guys were like codependent, like they yeah. spent almost all their time together, their whole lives. Right. And you'd think if they're like, you know, monsters and they're not popular in yeah. school because of how they act, like they probably only had each other. They also each other and, and Craig. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's not forget about Craig. Let's not forget about Craig. Did Craig rat him out? Eventually. That's a really yes. shitty business partner. Yeah. You can't trust someone at the net if they're going to fucking do that. Nope. So after all that time being a unit, uh, Lyle was sent to Mule Creek State Prison and Eric was sent to Folsom. Eric was sent to Folsom? Mm-hmm. And where was the other one sent? Mule, Mule Creek, Creek State Prison. It's in Ione. I deleted that initially because I don't know what that means. I feel like it was in Mule Creek in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Well, well, so they were there for 22 years. In 2013, they were they both ended up being transferred to the R.J. Donovan Correctional Facility and lost their goddamn mind. So 22 years they hadn't seen each other once. And then they both get transferred. And Lyle said, I just felt a lot of adrenaline and just, I ended up bursting into tears, which is quite an emotional moment. Just wonderful, as you'd expect. And apparently they both cried and they both said, I love you a bunch of times. And... Now they, wow. yeah, now they hang out whenever they can at the prison. So they're both still in prison. Yeah, so they, so now they're in prison together. And Lyle has been married twice since he's been in prison. In 1996, he married former, former model Anna Erickson. But they divorced in 2001 because she said she caught him cheating, which was writing letters to other women. I was just gonna ask what the 
fuck is cheating? Yep. So that's what, we, what cheating was. But don't feel bad for Lyle because two years later, he married magazine editor Rebecca Sneed. That's you. I would never <laughs> marry, not only marry your subject, but they're a fucking murderer and they're in prison forever. That is such a dumb plan. So she uh, changed careers to become a defense attorney after marrying him. Can you imagine having that brain to be so smart to be a magazine or editor and then to literally change careers in the middle of careers as a woman and become a lawyer, another extremely difficult, intelligent profession, and to then be dating, which one? Mary. Lyle. Mary. Lyle's the worst one. Lyle. With a fucking hairpiece and his name is Lyle, regardless of whether or not he killed his parents. I mean, he did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in addition to the fact that- Look, in the eyes of the law, he did. So no one come after me. Yeah, and now you're a defense attorney. Do you know? <laughs> um, what an idiot. And so, uh, I already said that. So Eric married Tammy Sackaman. Sackaman. So 1999, Eric married Tammy. And in 2005, she wrote the book. Get ready for this book title. Oh my god. It actually beats Liz. I was going to say, but yes. I was coming up with a good word. Or phantom that started with a K for the alliteration, <laughs> but I'm not that smart when I'm high. No, it's they said we'd never make it, colon, my life with Eric Menendez. Nope. And fun fact, California does not allow conjugal visits for prisoners serving life sentences or if they were sentenced to death. So like, what is the point of it all? Wow. That's yeah. interesting they don't yeah. allow that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what is I mean it's like I get Lyle and Eric. Because they're trying to have a semblance of a life while in prison for the rest of their lives. But these women, like, are you cheating on them? And I guess I can figure it out because they're in prison. But, like, are you actually committing yourself? Like, you're committing yourself to fucking Jesus to be abstinent for the rest of your life for your murderer boyfriend? No. And that's what I don't get because it's, like, you know when you have those people that you can always, like, drunk text or, like, when you're passing out, you're, like, don't actually care about hooking up with them, but you can Mm -hmm. because then they'll answer because they're more into you than you are to them. (laughs) The power struggle. Those people are amazing. You guys keep me sane. It's so fucking hot. It's so hot. We're almost done. (laughs) Um, It's like that concept, though, of like, oh, well, at least I can go home and have someone. But it's someone in jail that you have to send a fucking letter to or you get to talk to for 10 minutes. Yeah. And you never get to see No, they literally get 15-minute phone calls. That's insane. Like, I just... Again, I understand the Menendez brothers because they're getting some kind... They're getting attention out of it. But, like... These poor women, they should just see a therapist. Not anyone in Beverly Hills. No. <laughs> apparently. No, not that. I mean, I think he eventually, you know, probably like 30 years later, he probably lost his license. That's how this I was happened. hoping that he and Ben Kissinger or whatever the They're other They're on ones, a podcast? Yeah. Buried together underneath the oh, grave. They have okay. a split coffin and they do a podcast from there. That's actually pretty cool. That's what I'm hoping. So, oh, I have one more fun fact for you, and then we are done. Okay. And I'm sorry to be excited about that, but I really want to turn the air back on. I really want to go out and try and hook up with boys. Oh, I mean that too, oh. but like first, I want to not be play sweating. Play. Oh, I was going to say play shuffleboard. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I love shuffleboard. Oh sorry. my God. Last fun fact. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> So Eric and Lyle Menendez can be seen sitting courtside at Madison Square Garden on Mark Jackson's 1990-91 hoops card. And this has been confirmed by Lyle because he was asked about it and he said it was definitely him and Eric and they went to that game 
after they killed their parents and obviously before they were arrested. So that's literally, a, I want to call it a baseball card, but it's for basketball. But that's literally a collector's card mm-hmm. that has two murders on it after they had committed the murder. It's insane. Yeah, I'll post a picture. It's, also, it's how really crazy. fucking shitty is Mark Jackson feel? That I know! That really, his card is tainted by two killers? Because Mark Jackson's like a very, Mark Jackson's a very interesting basketball player and in that he's extremely significant, but at the same time, he's one of those people that would have been a better coach, which is why he should be he should be coaching the Knicks right now. He's not, it's a whole thing. Oh, yeah, I don't not know. I, I didn't know who he was. I yeah, just, yeah. But I do feel bad for him that he has, his card is marred by I that. mean, it's like Steve Nash could bounce back from that, but Mark Jackson, my God. Yeah, it's it's not fair. But yeah, so I just figured, um, we actually got through that pretty quick, because we don't, we really wrapped up I guess in the without, end. without Helene, we don't have, oh. have as many tangents. Um, I was going to say, now that I just feel comfortable yelling and screaming and knowing that Kayla can edit the shit out of my voice. I can, yeah. I uh, talk real fast. Weird. And um, what do I... are sweating. Mine are too. Ugh, they're in boob jail. I hate bras. I hate them so <laughs> boob much. Boob jail? Because it is kind of shift stressy. Yeah, yeah, you it doesn't find something. One, it doesn't. It's not flattering for your chest, and two, like nipples are a real issue for me. Mm, um, yeah, I have so, very like, large areolas. It's not very size. It's just oh. hopping through your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> My parents are gonna really love this whole. Discussion. I'm so sorry, Marie. Um, you know what? But it, it has to be said. It is true, and I wish I could just not wear a bra ever because I feel so much more comfortable. This and one actually should this there one, be other women out there with large areolas band together <laughs> yeah this bra is actually pretty good it's like old so mm-hmm. it's like worn in really nice yeah, yeah yeah so like it has the shape it's supposed to and there's no wire stabbing me but also mm-hmm. the fabric is really soft it's soft but yeah it's very sweaty in there yeah um lots of boob sweat so we're gonna leave so we cannot be as sweaty also so we can go out because we're youngish and it's a friday night we're youngish. It's a Friday night. The day I came out to California was August 21st was the day I actually arrived in California. Yeah, so it's been a year. It's been a whole year. So we're celebrating. Jamie's been out here for a year, yeah. and I am single again. Yeah. So, which is it's just very exciting time for it's both very of us. Fun and, it's very funny and ironic because literally, like, maybe two episodes ago, and honestly, it might have been last episode, Helene and I were talking about cancers and she was she doesn't she usually doesn't date fellow cancers and I'm like mm. I actually a lot of people that I like end up being cancers yeah same and she was like <laughs> it's really funny because she said it in her Helene way and she yeah. wasn't trying to be insulting but she uh she was like because I was saying like oh well, I do usually date cancers yeah. and she was like how is that, that working out? out for you and I was like <laughs> okay bitch um you know what Maybe it doesn't always work out. Um, maybe I'm just, I should be on Are You The One, like all those other people. And so I'm like, oh, I'm going to follow my heart. Well, my heart's an idiot. Yeah. Um, but so she said, how's that going for you? And I, you know, was like, okay, read me to filth. And then I was like, <laughs> and then I was like, I hope like this one works out. And we broke up like a week later. <laughs> 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 maybe I accidentally manifested that. I'm still learning how to use magic, guys. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm still learning how to use the word manifest. In this 
Because I think I'm doing really good, and then someone brings up Manifest Destiny, and I get really confused. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, yes. Right. Yep, so we're going to go have a fun night out, and probably a drink Manifest the night out. We already manifested it because it's happening. It's Manifesting going to happen. the fun. Actually, I learned that you're supposed to speak in present tense anytime you're intention setting because the universe doesn't know, like, it doesn't understand the human concept of time. Yeah. So you can't say, like, I wish one day or, like, this happened and I want this. You just say, like, if you want if you want to be successful, you're just like, I am successful. Yeah. And that's, like, your intention you said. Or you say, like, I found my soulmate. Well, well and then your brain like, I know who my soulmate is. And yeah, and it becomes – also, it was a whole thing about kind of, like, apparently this is the secret. I've never read that or seen it. But mm-hmm. it's kind of where it's, like, you create your own reality. So, yeah. like, attraction is actually meaningless. It's just, like, if you believe you are – like, it's the confidence people are yeah, yeah. to, which is something that people say all the time. Yeah. You know? So it's, like, yeah. if you believe yourself to be something, you will. And so that's I, – I feel like I know my sister and probably my family are going to, like, roll their eyes at all of this because it mm-hmm. sounds very mumbo-jumbly. But I just liked the way – that this girl put it, I was watching this YouTube video, and which you know I don't really ever do, unless I'm trying to like learn a new stitch or something, I don't like watching YouTube. Unless it's our favorite YouTube actor, Logan Paul. I'm just trying to get those listeners back that uh, left us when I gave them shit earlier. I really don't like that you mentioned him. No, <laughs> if I'm going to watch a YouTuber, it's going to be Jenna Marbles. I hadn't seen anything by her in a while. And I watched some, my coworker sent me something the other day, and like, I just fucking love her. She's so funny. I know that name. Wait, we can watch one of her videos. She's. I watched one where she was like, you know, all the uh, trendy, like, special hairdos or, like, Instagrammers will get viral for YouTubers. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she was trying to do them. And it's just amazing because she's like, they're playing the video real time. So she's doing it, watching the video. You can mm-hmm. see the video. And really, like, they're just the commentary is exactly what I would be saying if I were at home trying to do this. Because I can never do it because they're always like like this 18 step grade and they like pick up one piece of hair and they're like okay and then you just twist and and 30 seconds later their whole like literally there's a scene in this Jenna Marbles clip where the guy is just like how'd they get there so fast no that's how I feel especially with hair videos because I have really thick hair and it's really long and I know how to do a lot of things with it and it will be like that and I'll watch either the video or I'll do like I prefer the like Pinterest like here's 20 slides of how to do it. I do too but you can't always find that. There's one that will skip. It will be like oh yeah take a small piece of hair and then it will be like get out a ruler to measure the <laughs> size of hair was correct and then it'll be like pet the hair to encourage it to braid <laughs> and then all of a sudden it will be like and here we are three braids down. Yeah. And I'm like no, you missed. It's not even like yeah. Oh, there, no, there'll be like one do spot. a center part, and you're like okay, and then the Got next it. picture, there's already a braid, and you're like <laughs> on both sides. Wait, and that's like, what I was coming for. I know how to part my hair. It's <laughs> <laughs> two braids, and you're actually now braiding your eyebrows on the next slide. Yes, but okay, back. To, yeah, so the reason we're talking about this, let's stay on track. We're trying. If the Minnesota brothers had said we got away with killing our parents, instead of saying we will get away with killing our parents, or yeah, we're going to get away. Yeah, with we're, we're getting away with. Then, but that wasn't what I was going to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it was something that just related. Like she was talking about, like that whole thing. Like you create 
your reality and it's all a perception blah 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 Mm -hmm. because it's all like energy and and shit and so like she was saying that if you are like i'm like only single i'm never gonna find anyone it never works out like because people always tell you like yeah be positive like no one's gonna date you if you're not positive which Mm -hmm. is like i want to slap you when you say that but the way she presented it was just like if you're thinking that because you believe whatever you're telling yourself so if you're thinking I'm unattractive. No one wants to date me. That's the energy you're putting out. Yeah. Because like, like think about it. Like if you are like, like when you're doing a speech and they're like, think about them in their audience, in their underwear in the audience. Like that's because that you're telling your mind, you're tricking your mind. Yeah, exactly. So if you're telling yourself over and over, and and this is why self-care is so important because if you're Mm -hmm. telling yourself I'm stupid or I'm ugly or I don't matter, like that's going to be your reality. Yeah. And then if you're in this downtrodden mood because you're in a horrible reality of your own creation, of course that's not attractive to mm-hmm. people. So it's just kind of hearing her lay it out like that. I was like, that makes so much more sense. And it doesn't just sound like someone's mom being like, fuck up. Oh. You're so much, you, you catch more flies with honey. Or like that's whatever it is. Straight up real psych 101 lab right there. Yeah. <laughs> I passed. <laughs> Um, that's but, very true. It's yeah, very so true. um, we have to do a lot of that. We have to do a lot of tricking our brain. It comes from yes. a lot of different ways, and even not like telling ourselves certain things, but like avoiding certain reactions so that we can drive or that we can whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that's ninety percent of what we do is tricking ourselves. Oh to yeah, be, like successful and happy. Yeah, so. everyone like no one knows what they're doing. They're just doing oh, whatever. Yeah. Like it's yeah. So. Don't be so hard on yourself, basically, is the message. And if you need someone cooler and just better to tell you that same message in a more succinct way, Mm -hmm. check out the audiobook for Amy Poehler's. This is not an ad. I just like her. Mm -hmm. For Amy Poehler's Yes, Please, I got that from the live, the Libby app, and I was listening to it. Oh, I own, well, actually, I I used to own the hard copy, and then Aaron, who doesn't talk to me anymore, he borrowed it, and so now, cool. Um, I wish I kept that. Friend breakup. I wish I kept his, um. (laughs) Medicine pad. Medicine pad. Prescription pad. Prescription pad was serving very well. That's another story, guys. Um, Good one. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, so I was listening to the audiobook, and she has, one, she has this great speech about, um, treat your job like a bad boyfriend. Because okay. it's like you want to break up with it. No, but just like don't don't make it your whole life because like your job isn't uh, gonna okay. care. Like you have to. So, I mean, it's basically yeah, yeah. about priorities and just like yeah, care about it and put in effort, but like also don't make it your whole life because it's not gonna give you back what you're giving it, and you just have to. It's really important, especially I feel like in America, like we're also yeah. so, like we're afraid to take days off. We like right. don't live our lives, so that's one part of her speech. But then she also has this whole thing about the monster in your head and how like you can't like it's never going to go away and that's just how we're it's programmed at a very Mm -hmm. young age and also if you have mental health issues like anxiety and depression it's really in there um so it's never going to go away but all you have to do is be aware of when it's happening like that's literally all you have to do to start feeling better about yourself Mm -hmm. is you just when you start kind of railing on yourself and just being mean to yourself you don't even have to defend yourself but just be like is this helpful yeah like would I say this to my friend is this gonna do any good because I, I the other day I was I was upset as you know upset about maybe getting drunk at a holiday party we don't need to and maybe we were upset about the fact that we're a piece of shit friends and uh... <laughs> so it's just like Wait. Little Tokyo. Oh, I love Little Tokyo. I do not. <laughs> Damn it. He is the worst. He is the worst. All right. Okay. He 
I texted Helena this. I was like, I'm going to kill Jamie because the other day um, I went to go to the bathroom and the women's bathroom is like, right, you like walk down, it's not a long hallway, but it's like on the way to the elevator. Uh So like the men's room is earlier, but the women's room is like right by like where you step out into the hallway to wait for the elevators. Mm. And I went to use the bathroom and he was standing there and I had not thrown myself into a room faster, I think ever, but I just was like, I cannot speak to him. (laughs) He is Walden. He sits behind me. Not like directly behind, but he's That's in. Good. So like, so let's. So I don't want to try to create the image of the room because we're not gonna. But just like, let's say I sit on the right side. Uh-huh. So he is one row back on the left side. Then, like he's right. Like I pass him every time I go to the kitchen, which is funny because I didn't. I don't know. How close do you sit to the one named David? But apparently we're going. Oh, we're not going to the beach. Probably because he knows. Oh God, I'm already <laughs> part of your workroom drama. Um, I think he's social, which means he's on the fifth floor. Oh, I thought you meant, like, I think he's social, so you guys can still go to the beach even if he's upset you slept with your coworker. <laughs> nope. Um, I think... Damn it, David. Yeah. His name's David Chatside. I'm pretty sure one of my coworkers listens to this podcast. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Kayla works at the Taco Bell down the street. Wow. <laughs> okay. I guess I might as well. I'm <laughs> there so often. <laughs> I was going to say, because I know you worked at Taco Bell once I did time. in high school. But, I did. Yeah. I also worked at a Domino's at one point. Did not know that. Yeah. That's where I worked first because you, ha- you you could do it at 15 because Taco Bell, you had to be 16. But the Taco Bell opened up afterwards anyway. But um, yeah, I also worked at a Bath and Body Works. So you know that. Can I know that well. because I yep. know that as well. And I asked you how I can be successful before yes, my interview. Yes, yes. I remember that. And I got put in the back stocking, which I was so happy about. Oh, God, I didn't. <laughs> I know. They actually called me muscles, or my one manager did, because, like, I couldn't lift the heavy stuff. <laughs> that was, like, my nickname. <laughs> Listen, I would pass out, though, because of the smell. No, me too. I, when I was on register, if it was really busy, so I was touching a lot yeah. of stuff, I would all of a sudden start just coughing intensely, and my face would get bright red, and i have to step away. Yeah. And I'm just, it's just so funny how, like, naive and just sometimes yeah. ignorant you are, because, like, I, for the longest time, I was like, why does that keep happening? Yeah. And I was like, duh, all the fucking, fucking toxins. Sense. Which is like, not to say that I don't like Bath and Body Works, because that is like the only shower gel I ever use. But you work there during Christmas time. It's the size of Kayla's kitchen. Yeah. Love you. You don't have a big kitchen. It's a bunch of people in there, and every fucking person wants to sample something. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there are all the smells Do that you, you could ever have. I don't know if this was in your training too, but when I started working there, they trained us to like, if there's like, if, say the new thing is, the vanilla bean noel lotion mm-hmm. for christmas you're supposed to go up to someone and be like oh, yeah, yeah. i'm like i never did that no. i was like first of all that is a nightmare to me second of all if i walked into a bath a bath and body, body works. works like this is not like some fancy spa where yeah. i want to be pampered like this is bath and body works this so is trying to find nine dollar lotions i probably just want hand sanitizer um or a candle they have good candles they have really good candles. i mean they have some very good products no i like their stuff but it's just like i, I used to get so frustrated because i worked at an outlet Mm. and black mm. friday was such a nightmare and i'm like literally this is you could buy this stuff at this price anytime yeah like there's nothing like yeah why are you if you're gonna leave thanksgiving and go wait in line in the a cold bath and body why work. is the thing like i mean maybe you're being thrifty i don't know your life but like regular price lotion there is like the basic lotion is yeah. nine dollars yeah 
that is not you go to but you go to Black Friday for like TVs, TVs. computers, electronics. A really nice winter coat. Yeah, stuff that's gonna cost you a ton of money. Like yeah. more than ten dollars. More than more than a hundred. That's my cutoff. Yeah. Ugh. Boots. I go for, always for my leather, nice ass boots that I get once a year. They're always that's what I get. I get boots because I don't have money for TV and I don't watch TV anyways because it gives me too many emotions and that's the whole thing. But winter coats, boots. Ski stuff. That's it. So for me, that would just be... Actually, you know what I used to do when DVDs were more of a thing? Mm. I would go to Target because they would have... Which, also, I'd go to Target so I could just walk in. There's not, like... I'm not, like, waiting until yeah. 4 a.m. It's like I literally just go at, like, 9. Yeah. And um, I'd get DVDs. Like, I remember I was really excited because I got the whole season... Or the whole series of Party Down for, like, $8. Yeah. So, well, like, that kind of stuff like, was good. makeup... Like, if you went to Sephora, yeah. like, my foundation's, like, 50 bucks, and I go through a thing in, like, six weeks, so that would make sense, but... God, I've had mine for years. It probably isn't good anymore. Oh, yeah. No, it definitely isn't. I watched this, like, thing recently about makeup and, like, the diseases that are in it, and it's, like, staffed <gasps> and, like, MRSA. Yeah, staff. it was really... staff. Yeah. No, it's the staff. <laughs> It's, like Taft? Yeah. It's that other one. Here's the thing, and though. I just, bad. like, I don't wear foundation every day. I wear it if it's, like, I feel like I need to be important. Like, I'm going to, like, a fancy event. Or if I have, like, I don't know, like, a zit or something. Because my skin is so sensitive that it's, like, not worth it. And I feel like I usually, like, I'm not. Yeah, I know where the worst is. Foundation? Lipstick? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. On your lips. Yeah. But, um, I don't die before I give up lipstick. Oh, no. I, I have, like, 13 sure. different shades of purple alone. Yeah. I, need to put on my, tonight. I was just going to say, I need to put on my face and I'm high, so it's going to be real fun. Oh, I thought you were doing that earlier. I put on my foundation, oh. but I have to do, like, actually the hard oh. the stuff. Like, <laughs> the foundation's better, because that's, like, if I fuck up my foundation, it's going to be really obvious. But doing my eyeliner, curling my eyelashes yeah. high, that's going to be really, really rough. Um, I'm just going to, like, brush my hair. Uh, yeah. I probably brush my teeth. I, uh... With your toothbrush. <laughs> I um I did makeup earlier and it's like very very minimal because oh, nice. I was tired so I didn't want to do I wanted to do a cat eye but then I was like nope I'm not doing it this morning we all try that hi well yikes okay I have actually one of those stamps where you just put, put it on yeah, yeah it's still actually hard to get them even yeah but um it's easier than just I remember you taught me the credit card trick yeah, yeah. I I have tried literally every mm -hmm. trick in the book and I still don't know how to do it um and Donna like. My friend, she's a makeup artist, has her own line in Sendio Beauty. If you ever see pictures on she's Instagram with my great. purple lipstick, probably Donna's. I wear it, like, almost every day. I um, never wear – I don't even wear lipstick, let alone yeah, colored she lipstick. She put on this blue lipstick. We have a picture oh, of it. We should post that picture because it's Stranger oh, Things, yeah, too. Yeah. I look great. Yeah, she's – And I liked it. And it was bright blue. Because it's nice because it's a stain and it actually does stay on, especially if you seal it with one of her, like, glitters, which mm. I, fairy lights is, like, my yeah, favorite yeah. thing in the entire world. That that yeah. shit will be on all day. It's it's the best. But it doesn't feel super, super dried out. Mm -hmm. And they're, like, I fun, bright colors. Like, I have, I from her, I, I have, so I have the fairy lights and I have two other... Because the glitter stuff, you can use that, like, in your creases. Mm -hmm. You can use it as eyeshadow. Right. Like, you can do a lot with it. That's what I use it um, I have, like, a sample of yeah. Um. So, I have three of those. And then I have, so for lipstick, I have the blue, the gray. It's called the Gray Lady. Mm, love it. Um. I have a hot pink, the bright purple. I think I have, like, oh, I have Dark Fairy, which is, like, a glittery dark purple. Gorgeous. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I, I have think a I wore that one. You probably. I have a lot of hers. Yeah. I really like your stuff. Um, so yeah. Oh God, also, yeah. not an ad, but if you are looking for lipstick, it's affordable and really well made. Really well made. She's an awesome person. Yeah, I've met her like three times. I think she's amazing. I don't think that about a lot of strangers. <laughs> I hate everyone. She's really cool. Yeah, she is. Um, and great makeup. I don't even remember why I brought her up. I don't but know shout either. out Donna. We love you. Yeah. And you. we'll get off because we're clearly just rambling. Yeah. I don't even know what I was saying. But yeah, next nice. episode, hopefully, Helene will be a part of it as well. Yes. And I'm not going to tell you what we're doing because I don't even know yet. We'll see. Will, will Jamie do homework? Well, I do homework. This is exactly why Helene and I will never do an episode the two of us. <laughs> because we will fuck it up. It'll be say, either 10 minutes or three and a half hours. Exactly. I was going to say, we'll either both be like, we're bringing five murders each, and we'll <laughs> actually do that, or no one will bring a murder, and we'll and sit around going, like, beep, boop, beep, boop. Yeah, no, literally <laughs> that exact sound. Like, she's not even making a sound to be like, oh, we'll just talk. But no, literally, literally they'll like meep at each other. <laughs> so basically, this entire episode wrapping up it's all just coming down to I'm great. Kayla's awesome. <laughs> I struggle. Hopefully, and most of us we're gonna get go late. get drunk. Oh. So that's a little twist since we're high crime. Yeah, um, we're getting faded. What is it called? Cross faded. Yeah, except eh, I don't know if we'll keep smoking. We'll you can get cross faded on wine and three hits off of a pen. Yeah, we'll probably just switch to we'll probably switch to whiskey, which is not smart, but that's just what we do. What I drink. All of this is irrelevant <laughs> to anyone listening. So come meet us at. Oh, yeah, if you're in Sherman Oaks, just go to some bar and maybe it'll be the one that we're at. Also, this episode will air <laughs> in a week. So, years from now. You will have had to have time traveled to meet us. Um, or just realize that we go out in Sherman Oaks every single weekend because I'm an alcoholic. Do we, though? No, not anymore. Thank you for bearing with us through this mm -hmm. very long episode. And as always, there's more to come. And it's been a really crazy week, like we said. But at, honestly, I swear, probably in, within the next couple of days, I'm going to take pictures of all the stuff I bought for the giveaway. And we'll get that <gasps> oh, up. Yeah. yeah. So we, we doubt we – I know we've been saying it for like three or four episodes, but we're actually going to do that now that I have hopefully a little bit of time. So look out for that. And as always, you know, leave us a five-star review. It really helps. Even if you don't want to write a comment, just the five stars helps more people see us. Mm -hmm. And then it validates us because we're just emotional cancers. And um, it, I've been in a year in LA. I had one friend when I moved here. That was Kayla. I now have one and a half friends, Kayla and Sema, who I went and hung out with last night to watch a horror film. Oh, I was going to say that too. Oh, no. LT and I broke up as friends. Oh, you did again? Yeah, we don't talk now. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. A lot's happened in the last week. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm sorry. This is the stuff we should have had on the podcast, but we really need to turn on the air conditioning. Yeah, it's so, way too hot. Please just follow so us on sweat. Instagram is High Crime Pod, Facebook, Twitter, all that shit. High Crime Pod, website, highcrimepod.com. Mm -hmm. Email info at highcrimepod.com. Mm -hmm. So basically, if you have some iteration of the title, you should be able to find us. I'm also Editor K, her Instagram. I think it's, it's like JBay K. I think it's JBay K. I mean, she's tagged. We're both tagged on Two Ys at the Instagram. end of each of us. I don't know why I'm spending so much time on Instagram. I don't right know. Now. Let's just say, okay. Later, later buds. Later.